This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand On the Air. Well, we're going to keep the theme of writing and literature and reading going now. Um, got an opportunity to talk about the Read, Share, Grow program. And joining us now, Alan Silvestro. Alan uh, Morena, good to have you with us. Thanks for coming in. Kia ora, Jeff. Um, so, you know, we were just talking with Nikki Page from Director, uh, Director of City of Literature uh, around some of where Read, Share, Grow touches with the younger readers. But let's maybe start with some building blocks. Um, yeah. How would you describe what the program is about? Um, well, the, prog- the, the program is a South Dunedin-focused um, project for 3- to 12-year-olds. And, yeah, the, the whole aim of it is to encourage or to foster um, an enjoyment of reading in that, in that age group uh, across that area. And your role within that? Uh, project coordinator. Yeah. Yeah. And so you're making connections initially, I suppose, with uh, with education groups, teachers, um, and young people themselves. Yeah, indeed. There's there's a lot of um, partnerships um, throughout the throughout the area. Uh, the the project's been going for about a year and a half already. So I've only come on board a few months ago. So um, uh, two of the facilitators um, for services to schools that are down here in Dunedin have been running it up until now, and we all work together as a team. But uh, yeah, lots of community organisations lots of schools connections, um, shops and businesses, um, basically anywhere children um, might be going, we try to get, um, get our books out there. Might seem an obvious question, but why is it important? Uh, it's important for lots of reasons. Um, I think probably the, the main one is to um, is is building imagination and opening up worlds for people. I think if if children and families are already into books, that's fantastic, and there are a lot of benefits that we can talk about a little bit more if you like. But sometimes um, Farno might not have grown up with books around like I know I grew up in a house that had a few books but not a lot of books so I was in my later teens and when I got into them myself and that was through finding a, a book that I resonated with the characters that were in there so um, by opening up worlds I mean if, if a young person happens or a child happens to find a book that they can relate to um, it opens it up, up a whole pathway that they can then go and explore So it's not just about their own sort of literacy skills, it's, a, it's wider than that. Oh definitely yeah I'd say this project isn't really interested so much in literacy, um, although that would be a benefit to reading lots of books and it would help with school if somebody um, is more comfortable in that space more it's about enjoyment mm. um, and pleasure, so just reading for for um, relaxation and also the the benefits that I like to talk about a lot because I have a bit of a background in supporting parents um, and parenting courses is um, is connections. So books can be used almost as a tool, especially when children are small, to um, build connection in the family and build routines, which everything goes better, I've found, in my own family when, um, when there are routines in place and some structure. Like, like dedicated reading time? Yeah, exactly. Even just for, yeah, for 10 minutes a night as part of a, a nightly routine, maybe after the bath or after tea or how, whatever um, works for that family. But it's um, a lovely way to be active with a child but also be calm. So it can be a rich time, but it's um, it's also um, relaxing for everyone involved, and it builds connection. So it's got a lot of benefits to it in there. There's something pretty amazing about having a story read to you. I mean, I can you know, dredge up some memories from ancient times when I was a younger person, having books like The Hobbit read to me, and what mm. having you know um, went back to try and read them myself, and it just didn't. It wasn't quite the same thing. Yeah. And it, it was this amazing, you know, being a storyteller and doing it in a, in a 
in a way that can you know connects um, with well whether it's your own children or others. Um, yeah. That's a that's a skill too, isn't it? So it's not just a relationship between the young person and the material. It's also those around and facilitating that process. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. And that's um, a big part of this um, project is to talk to families and um, to reach out a little bit beyond the regular library goers because I think these things get passed down as cultures do um, they get passed down so if you grew up in a family where you were read to regularly it was probably something that you would naturally do when you have your own children it sort of would come quite easily however if if that didn't happen or you know I've talked to quite a few parents who have um, dyslexia for example and so for them it's really tricky because Mm -hmm. they get they want to read, they get to a certain level uh, um, with their child and um, they find it hard to keep up with the material. Yeah, so that... um, But you sort of hit on something there before, Jeff, about storytelling and that's really, I think, a key to to this, that um, there's actually a lot of uh, picture book children's picture books without words out there at the moment um, I'm not sure if that was the case when I was a youngster or not but there certainly are now and when I've talked to um, to parents about that they were um, shocked and excited that they could have just made up that story mm. and sat there and, and done a different one every night that's so, a brilliant idea mm, yeah yeah and so I think it's um, the connection and the storytelling is the thing and I think um, I guess the wider implications of that is what do you as a parent, what do we want to pass on to our children? And, and one of those things would be um, having the, the, the courage to be imaginative, not to have that squashed in some way. Yeah, yeah. That's indeed, that, that, and that can be, I think, um, for adults, sometimes creativity and the imagination can be trickier to reignite. And I guess part of the joy of of reading and and fostering that um, children reading for their own enjoyment is that that imagination and creativity is enhanced through that it's i think i I liken it to um you know watching a watching a movie that you've read the book of and the pictures don't match what was in your own mind Mm. you know when you read it and i think um that process of reading and then seeing those things in your mind as you go and having a quiet place to read and the, the tactile, the physicality of it um, is, is something quite special. So how might we see the Read, Share, Grow program actually manifested out in our community at the moment? Uh, well, it's manifested, manifested primarily through lots of books. So lots and lots of children's books in those age ranges, lots of picture books, <clears throat> excuse me, um, lots of Toreo books and Pacifica. And we're always working hard to get books in other languages. So uh, we call them heart languages. So in Farsi and Arabic and Korean and, and Chinese. And we do have quite a good collection of those. Um, and we, as I said to you before, we try to get them out to all places that children might, might um, frequent. So... Um, Great partners for us, for example, are the Super Grands um, um, group in the South City Mall. So they have a lot of different um, uh, volunteer-run um, programs and they have a family day. And so we always make sure there are books available for children to come in and, and collect them. Um, South Anita Network Rooms also have lots of books and lots of shops and um, medical centres. Uh, the dentists uh, use our books to help little ones who are a bit anxious when they're coming in yeah because they can't um you know waiting rooms are a different space than they used to be Mm. so you can't um sort of have toys that get 
taken and held and brought back. So, but giving a book to keep and take home, because um, all these books are to keep. They're not um, ones that you have to return or give back or um, have any strings attached to them. Actually, they're they're a book that hopefully a child can choose one they like. And they take them home to for them for them. But they might find their way back through Lilliput libraries and things like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I've had some feedback from um, a pharmacy actually in Musselburgh. The lady said that some children had come in and asked um, if they could if they could change their books to get a new story. Right. Yeah. And she said, of course, you can do that. And that's what you want to hear. That, you know, I was going to ask you, how do you measure <laughs> the success of a program like this? I mean, obviously, feedback from the younger ones themselves is a significant part of that. Yeah, yeah. And that's quite tricky sometimes because uh, besides events, you don't often get that direct contact with the little ones or in my role. Um, yeah, so it's re- relying on a lot of these services that um, give books out. Um, we we um, have books with children's counsellors and things like that in South Dunedin through Catholic Social Services. So, um, yeah, I make sure to check in with those professionals and um, shopkeepers regularly when I'm dropping off books and just ask them how things have been going. There's also um, uh, a lady who works for Pont and Associates who's um, a researcher uh, attached to this project. So she does a lot of interviewing, and we just had some um, Otago Polytech uh, OT students, occupational therapy students, and they did a whole bunch of interviews with some of the stakeholders, so some of the shops and businesses, but also some of the families that were coming to the events. So that's that's one way to capture some information about how things are tracking. Where's the content coming from? Who's writing the books? Who's putting them together? Who's publishing them? <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, all all the quality stuff so all the really good books we've got a fantastic um, buyer um, of, of the children's books uh, Rosemary Tisdall up in Auckland so she works for National Libraries as do I and um, she's uh, yeah she's really across children's literature so she's always working really hard to get the um, the great titles to us and, and as, as I said before um, looking for the different languages which is a really important part of this project as mm. well Yep. Remind us what age group we're targeting here. Yeah, three three year olds to twelve year olds. So that the, the, for the beginning of the project, uh, the phase one just before I came on board in the middle of the year, it was three to seven for about a year and a half. So mostly they were in the picture book kind of range. Um, now we've extended that from seven to twelve years. So you're starting to get into chapter books, some graphic novels, um, and yeah, just a little bit more um, juicier reads. Yeah. Mm. You know, here we are, 9th of November. Let's let's face it, we're not far away from the holiday season for when schools break up. Yeah. When there's a lot of time spent at home, a lot of time that could be spent reading. Yes. Um, any particular thoughts going into this sort of summer period? Um, yes, the uh, summer reading something that that um, my team at National Libraries and I talk a bit about, where um, which is a, a phenomenon where children um, who might have had access to library books in schooling, when they step out of school for six or seven weeks, they they don't their reading drops a little bit and it takes a little while in the next year to catch up. So um, I've got in front of me a new um, book trail map. I'll pass one across to you. I'll have that. a look. Yeah. Uh, that's just been made up. So this is something we've done before, but it has the locations of all the Lilliput libraries across South Dunedin. Um, I should say as well, it's, it's the, you can see from this map, it's the wider South Dunedin area. So it, kind of, it stretches from Tainui um, right across to Concord. That's a little bit um, more than just the flats as such. Um, But the Lilliput libraries are a great way to um, connect with books through the summer. Um, There will be some events on as well in the South Dunedin Library. Um, There is a library in South Dunedin at the moment. Uh, Obviously the plans for the new library have been delayed, um, but there there is a library on 199 Hillside. 
um, just down just next to Cargill Enterprises there. So they all have events off on um, during the holidays as well to connect with books. But also our books will be out and about in, in lots and lots of shops and community centres mm. and areas as well. Ellen, I probably should have asked you at the outset, but mm. why South Dunedin in particular? Ah, oh, look, that's a good question. Um, communities, so this project is one of National Library's communities of readers. Uh, there's, there's three others in the country at the moment, a couple up in Auckland and one in Christchurch, I believe. So they're, they're chosen um, for the um, partnerships that can, that can support such a project in a given area. So um, ReadShare Grow, the partners are... Um, City of Literature, um, the Dunedin City Libraries, uh, the library networks actually, um, the Council, the Ministry of Education, and also to Ronunga at Otako and Bukataraki. So they're the partners in this project, and actually Methodist Mission. Mm. So all of those together um, make up a, hopefully a sustainable project, and then going forwards, once the project ceases at the end of next year, uh, or winds down, I should say, that that some legs uh, have been put in place for those to continue. So that area, it's, to answer your question, um, the diversity of South Dunedin in particular. Um, and, um, yeah, I, I, to be honest, the, the decision-making process was before my time, mm. but I know there are a couple of other areas up in the north um, north of Auckland that uh, communities of readers are being looked at at the moment, mm. and partnerships might be in those places um, with schools, a really important school, and and a, and a really passionate library system. So, yeah. Well, you mentioned that you're relatively fresh to this. Yeah. Um, what are you hungry yet to do? Um, I really would love to connect more with um, with Fano directly, and uh, as mentioned before, some of my background is working with parents. As real passion of mine to support parents because uh, I feel like it's one of the toughest toughest gigs around uh, so for me I'd love to um, have um, some more uh, I guess uh, yeah some conversations Cororo, with parents around some of that stuff we've talked about or that I mentioned before um, about how reading was for them and you know because I've always found talking to parents even if they're having a really tough time that they want a better deal for their children than they had yeah. it's a sort of natural um, uh, the loves the loves there, even though there could be could be some things that make it tricky sometimes. So, um, and I think a great way to um, find out about how to support um, parents is to listen to where they're coming from. So, I'd love to do that around this project as well. Have a bit of a chat. I've got a couple of um, um, people that I'm working with in the community at the moment to develop some of that stuff. Nice. Yeah, Alan Silvestro talking to us this morning about the Read Share Grow program in South Dunedin. Uh, Alan, if people want to find out more about the program, where should they go? Yeah, there's um, a couple of uh, great places. There's a, a website, so www.readsharegrow.org.nz. There's also a dedicated email address, which is kiora at readsharegrow. Dot nz um, yeah so they're great ways to reach out to the to the project we've got a Facebook page as well so looking under read share grow great so there's a few avenues there and we really uh, enjoy feedback like you mentioned before talking to the children is a little bit tricky sometimes because they're often um, the books the books go out we know they're going out and they're being enjoyed and I do get feedback about that but yeah if we can anything we hear about how things are going or suggestions um, love to hear that Ellen thanks so much for joining us here on with him all the best Thank you, Jeff. This podcast was produced by ORFM Dunedin with support from New Zealand on the air.